0: Welcome back to another episode of Switchboard. This week we're bringing you a panel discussion all about veganism and adapting vegan and environmentally friendly lifestyles and diets to life at university. So we have quite a few guests for you this week, slightly different format, having all of our guests on at the same time to have a conversation with each other as much as with us. And we're really excited to hear from them about all of their experiences kind of adjusting to university life and how that's fit in with their diets and lifestyles as well. Yeah, I think it'll be a
1: really interesting episode. It's going to be really exciting to have everyone together and they all come from kind of slight different experiences, slightly different interactions with veganism or ways of getting into it. So I think it'll be a really interesting episode.
0: Definitely. Liv, where are you on the meat eater to vegan mm-hmm. scale? What's your, have you ever been yeah. vegetarian? Have you ever tried? Well, I'm afraid I think I'm going to stick out like a
1: sore thumb in this episode (laughs) i i do eat meat and it's it never really has been like an active choice thing i think it's just because it's kind of the typical way and you know when you're living at home with your parents like in their cooking meat i think it's just what you've always done but i am really interested in hearing more about what they have to say i have like considered like taking more um especially for like environmental reasons like a less a restricted meat diet but i think it's something that I didn't really want to kind of hop on like fads, like began your own stuff because I wanted it to be more like a sustainable um, kind of choice and decision um, that kind of sticks with it. So making more like smaller adjustments, stepping like cutting down on meat consumption, meat consumption to be more, um, more long-term for me. So I'm really looking forward to hearing what they have to say and kind of advice and wisdom they have about maybe implementing, you know, some of those changes. What about you, Izzy? I think you're a, you're a veggie, aren't you?
0: Yeah, so I'm vegetarian. I've been vegetarian for three-ish years now. Um, I kind of like dabbled with it a bit before then, but like fully committed a few years ago. Um, Definitely kind of like a positive peer pressure thing. Like I had quite a few friends who were vegetarian or vegan. um, And so hearing about their experiences and seeing them do it, I was sort of, I got the impression that maybe it wouldn't be too hard. And and it seemed like, you know, if it's some like little bit of kind of environmental activism that I can do in my daily life, it might be worth a try. And then, yeah, I just kind of realized that actually wasn't that hard and it was pretty easy to adapt the things that I was already eating to a slightly different diet. Obviously, like, like you said, like it was a challenge kind of adapting my home life um, to being vegetarian because my dad cooks for my family. And so he had to like suddenly cook kind of a different thing for me that he was cooking for everyone else. But I think he he likes cooking. So he embraced the challenge. And now that I'm at uni, it's even easier. Like I get to just cook whatever I want. And I've been enjoying getting more confident cooking and learning recipes and stuff like that. So I can cook for myself as well. So yeah, I think it's cool. I'm excited to hear from our guests as well, because I think like Being able to make these kinds of choices can be super empowering, but obviously can be challenging at uni when you're, you know, when you have other people around you doing different things and you have limited budget and cooking resources and stuff like that. So I'm curious to hear how they all kind of make it work.
2: Hi, uh, I'm Sam. I'm a third year student at Selwyn. Um, I've been vegan for about a year, uh, so I started during the during the pandemic um, and I've been vegetarian for about two and a half years, so just before I came to uni, uh, so I've kind of made the transition to veganism while, while living in college.
3: I'm Rose, I'm a second year student at Clare um, and I've actually been vegan for my whole life, so yeah, that's kind of all there is to say on that. To go next, I'm
4: uh Helena. I'm the green officer at the JCR, green officer at Hampton and I have been vegan since I came to university. Um, been vegetarian most of my life. Um, but that transition to university really helped me to kind of take agency. And I've been, um, when I was sort of on the verge of transition, I've been inspired by lots of my friends who certainly also, um, really. Um, started to to think about their food choices um, in more depth, also in regard to the environment and animal welfare. Um, And so I'm also hoping to be able to have that same effect that same to be able to
0: inspire people. Kefeshae do you want to introduce yourself as well I think you're the last one.
5: Um, okay I'm Kefeshae, um, they she pronouns, um, I am the Environmental and Ethical Affairs Officer at Jesus College and um, I've been vegan for just over three years I believe. Um, I started um, first like the first day of sixth form um and yeah I've been mostly plant-based my whole life um mostly for like ethical reasons um and connected to spiritual religious reasons um and then I think I went vegan mostly for environmental reasons
1: yeah so it's really interesting like how you all kind of entered veganism or vegetarianism at like different stages of your life like rose kind of throughout your entire life and the rest of you is slightly more like recent kind of consolidation so i was just wondering like if we can get a bit more of an insight into why you have those choices like what inspired you to make them i know a couple of you have touched on it but just to expand a bit more maybe should we start with the rose since you might have the easiest answer um yeah
3: okay so i guess like Obviously, initially, it was my parents' choice to um, raise me as a vegan. But obviously, like, as I've grown up and matured, it's something that, like, I consider that it's something that I choose every day to continue. So, um, and yeah, it's, for me, is almost entirely motivated by um, animals and a respect for them and a belief in not harming any sentient being um as far as it's possible and obviously any um environmental benefits and stuff like that I just see as like a nice sort of added bonus but um yeah
2: um so I've been vegetarian like I say for two and a half years I stopped eating meat originally because um of the environmental reasons I read I think in a vice article uh, that if the entire planet had the same um, kind of dietary habits as the UK did, then the amount of uh, carbon emissions that would have that would have produced would have uh, put the put global warming and, and the climate crisis beyond uh, beyond the point of repair already. Uh, which kind of made me have this sort of uh, "Are we the bad guys?" moment, where like in how many years if we if we manage to to figure it all out, um, people are going to look back and go. Yeah, it was it was these countries, these people that uh, that didn't didn't have any any kind of didn't think about what they were doing, um, and I, I didn't want that to be me, um, so that's why I stopped eating meat originally. Uh, but then I found that once I once I didn't eat meat regularly, it was it was a lot easier to kind of examine your your like the where your food has been and think about think about the the implications of what you're eating um, i think that when people when people eat meat it's very difficult to to consider like to think of that meat as an actual animal that's lived because you don't like you wouldn't want to kill an animal but you eat the meat and you can't really you can't really think about those two things at the same time because it doesn't like there's, there's a dissonance there so i've i found that once i sort of stopped eating meat it was a lot easier to kind of think think about that and the, uh and the ethical reasons uh, as to uh, you know promoting life and not, not harming animals basically became a lot more present in my mind um, which is why i stopped eating uh dairy and eggs
4: yeah i think my decision to become vegan is also very much linked to um my self-education about climate change um, and an increasing awareness about the complexities behind the drive, drivers of global warming. And it's really easy to become totally overwhelmed and be paralyzed. And I kind of came to the conclusion that um, switching to a plant-based diet is probably one of the biggest, the one of the decisions I can make um, as an individual that has um, an immediate and immediate impact a positive impact on um on the climate um and so that for me in order to to pursue any kind of climate activism i felt like in order to be sort of in to to preserve my integrity with that i need to also try and live what i try and demand from other people and um the industries and so on um but alongside that um i also just kind of really enjoyed exploring um veganism and and go out there and look for um like try out the vegan products but also just kind just any kinds of recipes and i to me um that whole elitism and trendy the idea of it, it, it being a trend um around veganism is something i don't want to support and therefore also try to um, not try to yeah go on a low budget nevertheless and I think that's possible and I think there's lots of um, misrepresentation re- representation about that um, out there so um, and also the way it's gendered and many like I find it really interesting to also think about the sociological sides of things um, so
5: it's more than just kind of it's more than just what you eat. I think for me, um, as I mentioned previously, I, I spent basically all of my childhood being raised like predominantly plant based. We'd eat meat like um, at family's houses or like going to a restaurant or something. Um, but I think from a very young age, there's sort of a sense that we we're like this. This isn't like natural. Like it's very weird if you think about it to be drinking the milk of another mammal so I kind of just had that idea growing up that like this is just kind of weird um not really sure why we do it but I'm just gonna like just go along with it um and then I think when I got a bit older and I learned more about environmentalism kind of similar to what uh, a lot of others have been saying um I sort of found a, a a paralysis where I was like I can't keep consuming this way if I want to claim that I care about the environment or if I'm trying to like encourage other people, like governments and corporations to take action, I have to be able to take action myself. Um, and I think that was a major push um this diet of overconsumption, not just in our food, but in other things like um fashion and like products and stuff like that. Um it's just so out of alignment with how I think we are supposed to be living as humans, but, um, yeah, that's my suit.
0: Very cool. I've had a similar experience. I'm vegetarian. So I've had the same kind of like, um, realizing, you know, I can't be, and realizing also kind of like the intersections in terms of activism like you can't hold people accountable for things if you're not holding yourself accountable and things like choosing especially at uni where you're the one doing the shopping like it's obviously harder when you're if somebody else is cooking for you but if you're the one cooking for yourself you get to actively make those choices and um and kind of keep yourself in check with the things that you argue for and the things that you believe so I've I've also really enjoyed that aspect of it like getting to do some kind of like casual activism, even when I go to the store. Um, but speaking of cooking and, and being at uni, I'm curious, I guess probably Helena and Kafisha, you can speak to this um, particularly on your JC about your JCR roles, but like what are your colleges like in terms of making veganism and vegetarianism or other kind of environmentally conscious lifestyle choices um, accessible to students? Or what challenges have you come up against in trying to um, adapt your lifestyle to living in college? Yeah, I'm happy to report a little
4: bit. Um, so my college does offer a vegan option and veggie option, and then I think two meat and one fish every day. Um, that the veggie option was something that they eliminated for a certain period of time, and I worked very closely with catering to have that re-implemented and um, luckily succeeded with that. Um, but one of so I find that the quality is very decent but it's quite repetitive um when it comes to the vegan veggie options um whereas meat eaters can yeah choice varies much more um there and then another issue is also the intersection between um people with dietary requirements and um dietary requirements in terms of veganism not vegetarianism and um allergies and very often you end up just being able to have sides um or jacked potato um, as somebody who can't tolerate nuts or gluten, um, and so that's a big issue. Um, and yeah, Kate, with our college um, catering is certainly putting on a facade of care, and but I do suspect that there's a lot of greenwashing going on. Just in my own experience, whenever I tr- asked for minor changes, it took months and months to actually getting them to act no matter how much they pretended to be on my side um but i think that's the general um struggle when it comes to institutional changes um and apart from that there is a bit of a um yeah whenever i ask for the proposed things like compost or the banning of takeaway boxes that that will be still be a long-term project work and then I feel like I me as an individual, even though if I'm the the green officer don't have enough power in that respect. So um there needs to be some color collaboration which I'm in the process of setting up as well.
5: So hopefully um things will will change in the future. (laughs) Um yeah I guess within college um to be honest users is like pretty good on environmental issues and they're always quite open to have discussions and stuff so um, I think at the end of last year um, they released a sustainability strategy for the next like 30 years or so um, and included with that was to reduce the number of um, ruminant meat to like 20% I think Um, or it's either reduce it completely Uh, I mean, like, get rid of it completely, ruminant meat completely and all meat 20%. I think that's probably it. Um, And then increase vegetarian and vegan options. Um, So that has been going on already and it's, like, excellent to see it happening. So we usually have one vegan option, one veggie option and then one meat option. Um, Unfortunately, desserts have not budged yet, so they are still very firmly vegetarian. Um, But I'm trying to push to get some more vegan desserts in. I think generally they're they're quite open to increase the number of options available because the demand is definitely increasing and we can see that because uh, I think also because the vegan option is the cheapest so a lot of a lot of students choose to go for the vegan option over like the meat or the veggie option um, and even recently I helped to arrange a entirely vegan formal which was like really high in demand it like sold out after a few hours so um I think slowly but surely we're getting we're getting to a place where there's going to be like a lot more normalized vegan options I think the the biggest issue is sort of getting over that like mental barrier of like this is something that we're not used to it's um a different way of eating like how do we replace the vegetables um stuff like that is is a bit difficult to get over but i think most people generally find that challenge anyways
0: does anyone else want to speak to how they've kind of adapted their vegan diet to living in college i don't know sam and rose if you guys cook for yourselves or eat in hall like what's that been like for you Um, Yeah. So
3: I mostly cook for myself because I find like, so I'm at Claire and there is always a vegan option, always a vegetarian option, always a meat option, but like the sides never quite match up with the vegan option. There's a lot of like carbs on carbs, too many potatoes, like all around. It just, I always feel like if I was to live solely from the the food at the buttery, I would just be so malnourished. (laughs) Um, But I think, Fortunately, I really enjoy cooking. And I think for anyone who's like thinking about um, eating more plant based food, like one of the joys of it is finding like creative ways to cook and like kind of, you know, like exploring different flavours and vegetables and spices. And yeah, so I feel like although often the gyps are not very well equipped for it, I think um, cooking can be a really fun and necessary part of being um, vegan at university here
2: yeah i'd I'd say the same really i've um i've mostly been cooking it was it was kind of that freedom of cooking for myself rather than having kind of my parents cook um which kind of made me able to 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 change my diet um as much as i wanted um and i found that cooking also for my for my friends that i live with is a really nice way to be able to sort of push veganism on them as well not like in uh if that's not too nefarious um it's it's a very like it's a nice it's a fun thing to do it's it's yeah it's fun and it's it if i feel like i'm like quadrupling my impact that i'm having um by reducing my carbon footprint and then also reducing like regularly the uh the footprint that my friends are having which is nice and they like it too um so so there's a win-win situation
1: yeah no we like we touched on this I think Sam obviously you just brought it up there about like um how you guys have found veganism or vegetarianism like in college in terms of like with your friends and whether it's something like you've not influenced but you kind of introducing this kind of new and as you were saying about like different cuisines like quite exciting to cook and try out different things to your friends so is that something that you think has been like a productive process and you're introducing people to this kind of thing or do you um or has it not like what's your kind of experiences in that sense
2: yeah i think um my friends so i lived with with four of my friends last year one of them was um was a dedicated meat eater uh one of them was vegetarian as well when, when we started uni and then the other two were not vegetarian, but have sort of progressed into being vegetarian over the course of the last like two years. Um, so I think I I'd, I'd like to take some sort of credit for that. I, I think they mostly made that decision by themselves. And then I was there kind of cooking as well. Um, and then my other friend who was vegetarian is, is, uh, has been kind of eating more more vegan i don't think they're a uh, strict vegan if uh, if that's if that's a word you'd use um but but it, i feel like there's definitely been an increase um and even with the friend who who does still eat animal products it's um i think it, a lot of it is about kind of opening up and i think i think you're saying about this earlier but about opening up that your kind of understandings and and not not thinking that our tofu is just for people who don't eat meat I'm never going to eat tofu if you kind of have someone cooking for you it's quite a nice way to to be introduced to it even if you're not then gonna abandon meat entirely.
1: I guess for Rose like when you were living with your parents like I assume they're vegan hence why they kind of brought you up as it and it's kind of coming to university and like being in obviously as you grew up kind of like with friends in school and stuff, but being like living in university with other people, like eating very different things now, has that been like, not a challenge, but what do you think is the biggest challenge, like adapting and taking it from home where it was the one meal cooked every day was naturally vegan, whereas coming here and people will be eating all kinds of different things, like very towards their kind of diet and their choices.
3: Um yeah I mean by kind of complete coincidence when I moved in in first year I happened to be sharing a kitchen with two like recent vegan converts and a vegetarian and one meat eater and um the meat eater very like quite quickly also became vegetarian I'm not sure if that was a direct result I think it it's easier when when you have other people who um who uh yeah who who also follow a plant-based diet um I think you know one thing that I would notice I don't think it's it's really made a difference to me living with people who aren't vegan I mean obviously every day at school like everyone would have their lunch and no one's no one was really vegan at school um but one thing that I have noticed is that even in the period of time since I've moved to university like there are so many more vegan options like I remember being when I was a kid, like you just would not expect to be able to get vegan food in a restaurant. You know, like that was, you would do research in advance and it would, you wouldn't even be disappointed to find out that there wasn't vegan food because it was so abstract a concept. And I just think I've really enjoyed like seeing more and more options become available for people to try and, and give it a go.
0: And like, yeah, it's just really nice to see it sort of rise in popularity. I think those are all really good and really interesting reflections. I'm also curious, I'm thinking about this mainly because I know, Cafecia, you're kind of a vegan influencer, Zero Waste as well, um, is something that you're trying to kind of um, make more um accessible and normalized so I'm sure you can speak to this but I I bet other people can I'm just curious what your take is on like why it's important that these kinds of that that the opportunity to be vegan or the opportunity to make more environmentally conscious choices become more accessible whether that's in college or just kind of in general like why is that something that we should be working towards
5: um I think I would say generally speaking a lot of us here on this call have mentioned that sort of feeling where you want to do more you want to take action environmentally so and i know it's very prominent among young people to experience feelings of climate anxiety so i feel like it's really valuable for colleges and stuff like that to provide the option to do the most environmentally friendly choice if you want to Um, and it should be important not to like pressure people and say oh you have to do this but sort of making it known that it's not weird it's quite like easy to do for the most part um if you like (laughs) if you remember certain things um then like once you get over that initial hurdle then it's quite easy to do um and I think for myself um learning like how to communicate with people about these different things through social media and stuff has been like an incredibly interesting journey. Because I think at the start I was very much like militant, like angry vegan. Like you should do this and you have to do this and this and this. But now it's a lot more of a uh, like look at all of this abundance in my diet. Look at all of this like happiness in my life that I feel that I am consuming Um, foods that are like alive and joyful and they didn't have to suffer to get to me Um, and also like emphasizing that these options can be accessible to everyone like they may not be at the moment but um, like culturally accessible I mean because like I myself find that a lot of mock meats and stuff like that isn't the type of thing that I would have eaten beforehand like my family doesn't really eat burgers or sausages and stuff like that and I'm like this is so foreign to me but encouraging places like like uh colleges um and like cafes and individuals themselves to make things that are more like culturally comfortable to them is really important um and with the vegan formal that I organized the other day that I mentioned I tried my best to include as many like cultural dishes as I could. So um, I'm from the Caribbean. So I included like the starter was one of my favorite soups that we have at home. And then the dessert was a Puerto Rican dessert, um, just to show that like, it doesn't have to be so whitewashed. It can be like something that we're used to and something really familiar. Um, Yeah.
2: I think that if I can jump in, I think that um, idea of, of making veganism culturally accessible and not whitewashed is, is really good and i I think it's um it's very helpful as well to look at other cultures which are kind of more vegan than um than european western american cultures um are because we kind of have this idea i think at times where veganism is a very uh white middle class um trend and it's 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 not it's not true really because there's places places in the world particularly in the east where it's so much uh like more widespread maybe to to not use uh animal products regularly it may be not uh to to not use them ever but but i mean in in east asian cuisine i'm, I'm not i'm not an expert but i think in east asian cuisine um using dairy products is is pretty rare um and obviously in, in south asia a lot of a uh, uh, religion. Uh, a lot of people are vegetarian, at least for religious uh, reasons. And so, I think the idea that we have of of veganism being a new white person thing is is flawed, and it's it's quite nice to. I mean, yeah, it's quite nice to to undo that.
4: Yeah. Also, adding to that, to debunk the notion of veganism being for the social elite and veganism leading to malnourishment um, is all things is something is a a long-term process, but something that is really worth working towards. And the to kind of show that we don't need the whole world to become vegan overnight in order to save the planet, um, but that we need a world um, where people make conscious and informed choices and every Every little choice matters. And even if you you don't stick to a, a totally vegan diet every day, um, still cutting down on some of meat and dairy consumption does have an impact um, and things like that. Um, and also to increase the demand for plant-based products. Um, and whilst also
1: diversifying that, um, yeah, are all really valuable goals to work towards. I was just saying about how allergies can often kind of be an obstacle for people kind of making those choices and making changes towards more vegan or just a more kind of like conscious um, diet. So, have you found that as kind of a barrier, like you J- in trying to make changes in JCR, or have people been quite susceptible to kind of having those conversations?
4: Um, well, something I heard a lot from those with, with allergies and those who also um have a follow a vegan or vegetarian diet is that they simply don't go to haul um and um also due to fears of cross-contamination when um it's it, that's something i raised over and over with catering that you can't use the same spoons to serve food like different foods um so that's um yeah, it's it's very big. and that that will also mean that even though hall offers vegan and veggie options, the the assumption is that the oh the demand isn't that high. So why offer two vegan options, one with with and one without allergy um allergy friendly um, um ingredients? And so yeah, I think there's still a lot of people also coming forwards um and raising their voices and concerns that needs to be happening um and i'm i'm yeah trying to have these conversations with with people and
0: invite them to come and talk to me i guess my last thing was if any of you have questions for each other about your vegan experiences otherwise if you have any other last thoughts that you want to contribute i'm kind of just um curious to know like
3: what is everyone's favourite thing to cook or everyone's favourite vegan thing to eat? I'd really like to sort of get some inspiration from this.
2: I'm, um, I'm a big fan of the uni classic instant ramen noodles, but with um, uh, silken tofu, which I uh, you like coat in corn flour and then fry it up and you have crispy silken tofu and you can just put that on top of your instant noodles. And it's a little protein boost in there and with some chopped up veg sometimes maybe as well. And uh, I find that is a really very easy, but quite like impressive. Uh, well, I, I impress myself when I make it. Um, <laughs> easy dish, yeah.
4: Um, something I really love doing in college because there's such—it's really kind of easy to make. Although it does require a bit of time. Is um, all kinds of risotto because that means I, I can just throw in any vegetables that I have. Um, and risotto is always nice. Um, so. Yeah, and it's
5: quite a straightforward process. Um, I think for me, one of my favourites to make is ital stew. Um, So it's uh, like a Jamaican ital dish, basically like a bunch of root veggies, um, red beans. Sometimes we have like dumplings and like greens as well. It's very nutritious um, and like very comforting, especially in these like, awfully cold Lent term days.
0: <laughs> very nice. Those all sounds so good. My recent favourite is um, kimchi fried rice, because you can get kimchi that's not made with um, fish, that's vegan. That's so good and so easy, especially if you have rice that's that you cooked for something else left over in the fridge, so easy. Um, and you can kind of like add any leafy green into it and it turns out very yummy, so. Well, I think that's all from us. Thank you guys so much for being here. This was really great. It was really nice meeting you all.
1: Okay, with another segment of our Ask Vulture, there's been a theme to the Vulture submissions this week because we are approaching week five. So I think we're just going to dive in with a question that is, how do you beat week five blues? Izzy, any thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this is a big one. Like, week five blues are real. You get to the middle of term and you start to feel a little burnt out because it's been a long five weeks. You know, I know I'm definitely starting to feel it. The weather's not really helping. Storm, you know, is kind of keeping us all inside, making us feel a little bit stuck. So I I totally understand that feeling. Um, I think like really prioritizing things that make you feel good and things that make you kind of feel re-energized is the most important thing you can do. Um, so getting outside and getting sunlight when you can, I know for me is really important, spending time with friends, like giving yourself the opportunity to take a little bit of a break and rest a little bit um, when you can. I think your supervisors will always understand if you ask for a couple of extra days to work on a piece of work or if you ask to move something online rather than in person. So you don't have to make the commute, like prioritize things that make your life a little bit easier so that you can give yourself the space you need to rest a bit what about you Liv what are your go-to go-to tips
1: yeah definitely I feel like there is also something to be said though that you have to remember that week five with all of the stigma is is just the week as same as week four same as week six there is nothing too special about it I think it's just kind of a, a phrase that people love to use for the blues but um yeah just it's more of a it's more just a stigma mental thing than, you know, anything you've probably got going on. So just try and focus on your usual stuff, you know, obviously your deadlines, your usual usual week um, schedules and just make sure you're taking time out to be with your friends. And as Izzy said, just do things that like relax you and make sure you're keeping on top of, um, on, co- on top of taking care of yourself and everyone around you and you'll get through it. No worries. And it'll be week six before you know it.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. It is, after all, just a week. And for some people, week three is their week five or week seven is yeah. their week five. You know, everyone's workload is a little bit different and everyone's kind of ways of approaching their workload will be a bit different. So have empathy with for yourself and for the other people around you. It's It gets hard no matter what. At some point in term, it will feel hard. But whenever that part of term comes for you, know that you you can get through it. You will get through it and just take the time that you need to rest. and
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's it for this episode. So thank you so much to all of our guests
0: for joining and for everyone for listening. Thank you so much, Izzy. Did you enjoy that one? I had a really good time, yeah. I mean, I love chatting Mm -hmm. with other vegans and vegetarians. I thought it was really interesting, especially hearing from people who have been vegan their whole life and comparing that with people who have just become vegan since coming to uni. Like quite a wide range of experiences, which is really cool. But I think the important question, Liv, is, are you going to change? Are you going to become the <laughs> now? Are you sticking with your guns and staying staying with the meat? Well, I think I have been heavily
1: inspired by talking to everyone in this episode. As I said at the beginning, just to, you know, think more consciously and cut down my meat consumption. I think there's definitely a uh, Uh, kind of an idea and I definitely think it's one that I had if there's not like meat on the plate then it's not like a full meal which I think is what you've got to kind of shift away from that you don't have to have meat with every meal and I think for me shifting that perception and making sure I'm just eating whatever I like even if there's no meat in it um, and then that will be a good start to cut down but it's been really really interesting.
0: Yeah I I totally agree that's definitely a good place to start. Well it's been a good a good episode and